sometimes the worst things to happen to business is good intended people trying to keep the wheels running forward and they create a bigger mess than what you started with originally, right? So the business kind of continuity plan fills that void and lets people know what are the steps we're supposed to take. So, so, so important. Yes. Important to do before it's needed. Yes. Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. I'm Matt Colicello, in for Chloe Guidry-Reed, and I'm here with co-host Adam Moore. As part of our series geared towards empowering small and diverse business owners to take their businesses to the next level, today's episode will cover the essentials of continuity planning for small to medium-sized businesses. We'll take an in-depth look on what continuity planning is, how it works, why it's important, and how you can create and maintain a strong continuity plan for your business. And our guest today is also my co-host, Adam Moore. So Adam- <laughs> So good to be so, having two hats on today. Yes, exactly. Well, you, as I understand it, are a man who wears many, many hats. Oh my goodness. I tell you, sometimes I forget which hat I have on. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start off with defining what a business continuity plan, what business continuity is and why it's crucial to a small and medium-sized business. Sure. So business continuity simply is in the event of an emergency, whatever that might be, what is the plan to keep the business up and running? Or what is the plan to get the business back online as quickly as possible? Right. So these are a written set of instructions, steps, communication plans on how does all of this fit together, right? And I often like to think uh, a business continuity plan is a little bit like a living will for a business. Something has happened. Now I cannot, as the business owner, speak for my business. So therefore, this document essentially gives air quotes on a podcast, power of attorney to the next part of the chain of the command, right? And it lays out those steps uh, and it keeps the business moving forward, running, coming back online. So that's what it is. It's an emergency plan to keep you going. And I, I, I can immediately see that this is essential if you're working for any, you know, a large corporation or multiple large corporations, you have to deliver based on a contract. There can't be a disruption or if there is one, it needs to be as minimal as possible. Right. And you're going to find out in more and more contracts that you start doing when you're working with the Fortune 5, 100, um, they're going to ask for these plans, right? They're going to want to see what they are. Uh, and it's better to already have that than have to create it when you're asked. Is it going to be something that uh, is going to preclude you from winning a competitive event? Probably not. But who wants to spend time trying to put this type of plan together as you're trying to ramp up bringing on board a new customer? Right. It, it's 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 something you don't want to try to mitigate in the midst of everything else you're trying to do in onboarding. And it's just a good practice to have in place. Again, the worst thing we can do as leaders of our business is 
leave any sort of room for ambiguity. And that can be very simply, I mean, I have seen cases where uh, the business owner just fell ill. And especially we saw this, it, right, let's, let's harken back to COVID. We had people on ventilators. You can't speak, right? And and if you can't speak, that you can't tell people what to do. And and so, as I say, you know, you know, Matt, from all of our conversations, I'm a big student of leadership. And I, and I tell people all the time, if there is a void of leadership, right, if there's a, a point where there is no leadership being taken or direction given, people will, by their natural inclinations, fill that void with what they think should be done. And sometimes the worst things to happen to business is good intended people trying to keep the wheels running forward and they create a bigger mess than what you started with originally, right? So the business kind of continuity plan fills that void and lets people know what are the steps we're supposed to take. So, so, so important. Yes. Important to do before it's needed. Yes. Potential to do before it's needed. Based on examples that you've seen or, or been involved with of successful continuity planning, what are the key elements in developing that successful plan? You know, a great way to start that plan is as the leader, sit down and document what do you do each and every day? What is your day-to-day responsibilities as the CEO or as the executive vice president, right? I always say that business continuity should be probably two to three layers deep, right? So that could be, let's just take a a manufacturing firm, right? Maybe you're a warehouse. So that would be you as the owner, probably your next senior exec, who's your right-hand person, and then maybe your top warehouse um, vice president, right? Who's, Who's your chief operating officer really looking over the fiscal operations of the plant? The three of you, should probably, and not probably, I always recommend when I'm I'm mentoring, sit down and write, what, what are my day-to-days? What, what do I do every day? Right now, I'm not talking 8.05, walk through the front door. 8.08, pour a cup of coffee. <laughs> 8.10, start, start computer. No, okay. And I've seen those. I've had those walked in too. And I'm like, wow, that's really detailed. But let's take the higher <laughs> level, higher level stuff, right? Start with that. What does that look like? And then sit there and go, okay, if I wasn't here, how do I delegate? What can I delegate? That's the first thing you need to look at. What can I delegate? Because what that's going to show you is where do I have backup, right? When you sit there and go, oh, yeah, you know what? Marion Accounting can do this. Uh, My front desk support can do that. And I think I have, you know, another junior exec that can do this. Well, you've already got part of your business continuity plan in place right? Then where you see what you couldn't delegate and you would still have to do. And, and, and here's, here is the boilerplate test I give everybody. Okay. I said, okay, you've written down this list. Looks great. If you go on vacation tomorrow to the deepest part of Africa on safari, and you have no cell phone access, no computer access, and you didn't take a satellite phone because I forbade you to do it. Who does this? right? Who, who, who does this part that you can't do? And they sit there and go, uh, I never take that vacation. I was like, exactly, exactly. Because you know, you still have to do these parts. So I was like, how then do you create a plan, a mentoring program, uh, something, anything to fill in those gaps? 
So when you take that vacation, and I I love to use a vacation because I never want to say to them, so when you're on a ventilator for a week because of some unknown illness that's stricken the planet, how's your business going to run? The vacation is a way more fun example to use, right, than a medical emergency. But it drives Sam home the same point, right? If for some reason you're not there, shoot, we could be anywhere in the world. And how many times have we had a cell phone drop out of our pocket, right? And then it's like, oh, and maybe you can't get it replaced. Maybe this is, you know, I can't even think of that scenario because it just think about every cell phone place open 24-7 now. But, you know, some catastrophes happen. You're out of the loop. What do people do? Right. And I, I started painting these scenarios. I could watch my mentees look at me like, I've never considered this. I was like, I know you haven't. So that's that's kind of the starting point that I look at this. And from there, you kind of build the case of, well, now, and I and and, and the great thing about business continuity, everybody always thinks business continuity is a disaster has befallen me, but the business keeps running. I'm like, you know what else business continuity allows you to do as a leader? Take a vacation and not worry about it. Yep. I was just going to say, I think that example that you're providing, aside from staying away from the morbid, is also actually a great thing to point out. Oh, you can't take a vacation where you're actually off because because of this. So the continuity plan could also enable that. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And that's where you start to see people get excited. I had one protege that we really ran through this exercise. The other thing that this plan allows you to do is actually run your business. And I know that sounds stupid. And I know every small business owner just rolled their eyes at me. I get it. Listen to me. There's a method behind my madness. Okay. Okay. Oftentimes when we start a business, we are the subject matter expert, right? Whatever business we've gotten into is because our life experiences have led us to a point where we're an expert in whatever it is we're doing. Okay. So we hold all the information. And I, and I tell people, it's like, what is what? I was like, I want to hear what is your 20-year plan? And they look at me like, I'm just worried about next week. I'm like, I understand that too. But what is your 20-year plan? I was like, because if I don't know what your 20-year plan is, I can't tell you what to do tomorrow because every day works towards that 20-year plan. And they said, okay, let me think about that. And more, most times than not, they come back to me and say, well, I'll probably sell. I'm like, that's a great plan. That's a perfect plan. That's a beautiful plan, Right. I was like, so 20 years from now, we haven't changed anything and we're going to sell it. I was like, how do I package you up, suck all the information out of your head and put it on the sales table? And they look at me like, well, you, you can't do this. I was like, no, I can't. I was like, but when we build out our business continuity plan, guess what you've built in? The ability now to sell the business. Because when I remove you out of the equation and you sell the business and the people with it, look, all these gaps have been filled. All of these knowledge areas are here you've imparted this knowledge, you've grown these people, and then boop, you sell the business and you get to go off to wherever it is you want to go in retirement and live a happy life. So see the business continuity plan, and it sounds scary and it is put in place for reasons. Like we said at the head of the show, you've had something happen and this business has to keep running, but it actually opens our CEOs and our leaders up to be much more than just running the business. The other thing this allows us to do too, beyond just the sales thing, is like I've told them, I was like, you created this entity. And I was like, I always talk to my business. I was like, think of your business as a living, breathing 
entity that we have to nurture, feed, raise, mature, and then one day set it out on its own, just like our children. But at some point, you have to come out of being the chief everything officer and truly become the CEO and be the executive officer. You have to set the tone and tenor from the top. You have to set the direction. You have to make the decisions. You have to set the messaging. I was like, if you're running the business day in and day out, you can't do that. You have to be removed from it. And I had this one protege. She was so in the weeds in her business. She was doing the hiring, the firing, the, I mean, everything, everything. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'm talking to somebody who owns a business, not a CEO, right? And, and we're going to work through this and we're going to turn you into a CEO. Yeah. And, and it's interesting to think about how creating a business continuity plan can actually be part of that transformation. It is. So what actually happens for me as I'm mentoring um, a protege, I never sit down and say, okay, we're going to create a business continuity plan because they're like, why? <laughs> right? Or it sounds scary or it's just this, this, there's this preconceived notion of what it is, right? And it's just document that all is there for is when when the sky's falling. But when I sit down and sit there and go, so hey, wouldn't you love to take that vacation with your significant other or a solo vacation and not worry about your business? They're like, yes, please. I'm like, then let's do this. And before they know it, guess what we have? A business continuity plan. You know? And that is an amazing thing. And we cover everything. The other thing that we we haven't really talked about is what happens if an emergency befalls, we'll take our warehouse example again, right? And something happens and the warehouse burns down, right? Or some other natural disaster truly just kind of takes your entire operation offline. What do you do, right? And I remember early on in my sourcing career, I was working on something like this, very similar in the financial district. I was talking to my stakeholder and we're, we're looking at this one particular company and I said, please explain to me what they help us do. And I said, okay, Adam, imagine somebody comes in here and blows up the bank. What do you do next? I was like, panic. She was like, exactly. And that's what this group's going to help us not do. I was like, got it. Understood. Again, a little bit of a morbid example, but I think it speaks to what we're trying to talk about, right? What is our plan? If something happens to the entire operation and we're shut down? What is the communication plan? And that's the key point right there is to have the communication plan, right? I, as the owner, am going to contact my senior vice president and my chief operations officer, and I'm going to explain to them my thoughts, my worries, my messaging, and they're going to go talk to their directs and their directs and their directs and their directs, and we're going to have a communication chain that goes all the way down to our bottom-most person on the org chart. So that nobody's left out and nobody's left wondering. Again, the purpose of communication is to fill that void before people fill it for themselves. Because the other thing we do as, as human beings is we're great storytellers. And we tell ourselves stories all day long, right? How many times have we gotten that ubiquitous or kind of uh, ambigu ambu ambu ambiguous? Oh, my goodness. Can't talk this morning. Email. Right. And details are left out or they're 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 just not clear. And you've made up an entire dialogue of what's going on. Right. This is like the telephone game for adults. Mm -hmm. I was like, that happens in an emergency. And if we're not clear as leaders of saying, here's what happened. Here's the plan. 
don't worry, we've got you. Here's how we're going to take care of you in the interim. Here's our insurances, whatever it might be. Fill in those voids before people start filling them in for you. Because guess what happens? Everybody has Twitter, LinkedIn. I just totally dated myself. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, everything. And what are they going to go in there? Well, the warehouse just blew up. And I think it was Billy because I saw him messing with the electricals. No, it wasn't that. It was a lightning strike or something crazy, right? But if you don't fill in the blanks, and sometimes as leaders, we paralyze ourselves going, I don't know what I should share and shouldn't share. The business continuity plan should tell you, right? You, We should share this information up to this point. Because sometimes if there is a true investigation going on because it really got weird, you can't, right? But you need to spell that out to take that pressure off yourself as a leader because in, again, in my leadership studies, the one thing that I've always seen really good leaders do well is they practice the art of communication under duress. Business continuity plan allows you to do that. It takes the pressure off of you and allows you to communicate under duress because how many times have we gotten in a panic? And, and, I, and I use this example all the time. You're running late. Your spouse, significant other, children, somebody is standing at the door going, we got to go, we've got to go, we've got to go, and you can't find your car keys. Your brain shuts down. You will not remember where those keys are. And you will look at the same place in your house 10 times thinking that's where they are. And you've checked it nine times before. That's what happens to us in duress. Yes. In the, in the world of risk management, when I used to work as a wilderness guy, and when I remember one of the times when I needed to medevac someone I was leading from the Himalayas, even though I had gone through the training, I was, you know, obviously getting anxious about the fact that this person get on a tiny plane and be brought, you know, 400 miles down to level. And I remember when I was speaking with someone in the company I worked with back in the US, they said, remember, go slow to go fast, go to go fast. And that line always stays in my mind because it's precisely in a moment of emergency. Yes, you need to move quickly, but you have to keep your mind moving at a normal pace so that you don't miss details, so that you can make headed decisions, go slow to go fast. Such an important principle to bring to moments of duress or, or, or moments of crisis. Yes. You know, we had uh, in my time in the military, we always said, if you want to know who to follow in a moment of crisis, look for the calm person in the room because they're doing that. They've taken that moment to take that breath and go, let me analyze, let me act, right? And that's what we're trying to do. And that's what the business continuity plan allows us to do. Because if we've forgotten where the keys are, the plan will go, oh, your keys are here. And this is what you need to say. This is how you're going to do it. Here are, you know, and have different scenarios built into that plan. Right. Can, can I ask you a question about how that works? So you've got a document, you have this plan. And presumably, as you've created the plan, you've spoken with the people who are outlined as being part of the plan. But I wanted to ask you about training, because in many ways, we're talking about with, with how to operate in the moment of crisis. It's about having the, the plan, but also about having a culture where that plan can be enacted well. So how do you train employees? You've, you've talked about how how essentially to train uh, leadership, train employees to enact that plan well? That is an, an awesome question. And now we're kind of walking into the broader conversation of risk management and risk mitigation, right? Which is fine. I mean, that's business continuity is a, a link in that chain, right? But 
that's an awesome question. And, and let me kind of just spend a few minutes on that. Um, and I'm going to, you notice I, I draw a lot from my, my military background, but honestly, the reasons, one of the many reasons the U S military is so successful is the plan is understood from the top of the chain of command to the lowest member of the rifle platoon. Everybody knows what the plan is. Everybody knows how to achieve the plan. Everybody knows what the outcome of the plan should be. Right. So if, if leadership is somehow neutralized, the plan can still be carried out, right? That's what we're trying to do in the business continuity plan is even if leadership should be neutralized somehow, the plan can still be carried out. And the best way to do that is in the corporate world, we call them tabletop exercises, right? And we go, okay. And, and sometimes, you know, you can have a consulting firm come in and help you do this. And they'll, you'll run through some scenarios uh, over a tabletop. You're not actually going to, you know, whisk people away in ambulances or set fire to your building. Yes, it's not a full-blown simulation. Not a full-blown simulation, right? But you're sitting there going, okay, um, the CEO has been taken out um, due to some catastrophic event, go, right? And then everybody talks through the steps. And they're like, okay, very good. And what it does too is that helps then show you if there's any gaps in the plan. It's not a pass-fail. And I think that's what a lot of people forget is, you know, we're so ingrained from our educational system. It's a pass-fail, a go-no-go, right? This is... You know, you succeeded, you didn't succeed. That's not what this exercise is. It really and truly is just a, any plan is better than no plan, but let's just make your plan better. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, so that's that's what I would say about that. And you do have to run it all the way down. And you do need to make sure that, you know, you're having lunch brown bag events, right? Where, you, where you're kind of walking through some different safety things. And a lot of times, maybe your lower line level workers don't even know they're studying the business continuity plan. They just understand what does it mean? Where am I going in case of a fire? Uh, what am I doing in the case of a, if you're in a, like a tornado alley, some other natural event, what does that mean? Oh, okay. So something's happened in the building. I can't come into work today. What should I expect? They don't realize they're being trained in the business continuity plan, but they're being trained in the business continuity plan. Yeah. Yeah. So when we think about this this yeah what i hear you kind of referring to is examples what from what sound like larger companies larger corporations let's talk about really how this looks for a small to medium sized business let's let's talk about what this looks for 10, ten employees for 10 employees i think it actually gets easier cuz you can actually sit around a table <laughs> right and discuss it but the methodology is the same whether it's 10,000 or 10 the methodology is still the same. Maybe the 10,000 employee business has a much deeper comprehensive business continuity plan than that of 10, but that doesn't then negate the need for the 10-person company to have the plan. And maybe the plan is as simple as if something happens to me, Sally takes over and you do what Sally says because I've trained her and she can handle it all. Maybe that's the plan. Maybe that's it. Maybe you're a virtual company, right? So there isn't the threat of actually losing your facility, but you could still lose internet connectivity. You can't, right? We see that every day. It's as connected as we are. We're still like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. That can still happen. Or you want to go take that trip. You're like, you know what? While I'm gone, I am not answering my phone. Sally's got it 100%. And that could be it. We give the worst case scenarios or the bigger examples for people to kind of take it in 
But as leaders, we then also have to know how to scale it back and go, okay, I get it. I don't need to have like an active shooter. I don't need to have, cause that's just not how we are. You know, it's not how we're structured, but I do need to have something. If something happens or I want to sell this business, how do I make my buyer know that what they're buying is not me, but the company, because I've imparted all of my knowledge onto them. And I think that's that's something too I want to talk to about leadership a little bit in in hand in hand with our business continuity plan is a lot of times people, business owners feel that their knowledge of what industry they're in is their secret sauce to making money. It really isn't. It allows you to be competitive in an industry, but it's actually the people that you train and bring up that allow you to make the money. I am a staunch believer in that. So as leaders, we don't need to try to keep the information to ourselves and give it out in small little pieces like some guru on a hill, but we need to actually bring people in, build them up. Yeah, you might lose them. That's true. They may go find a job somewhere else because you've trained them that well. That's ultimately your job. Ultimately, your job is to train somebody so well, they're ready to take the next step in their career, whether it is with you or a competitor. So don't be afraid of that. Bring them up. Have them be the next you. I had a manager tell me one time, is like, your number one job is to train your replacement. And I believe that for CEOs too. Your number one job is to train your replacement because when you sell the job, when you sell the business, you're not selling yourself, but your replacement will take your, your spot. Right. You know, I think that people will hopefully come away from this episode clear about the fact that having a continuity plan and, and the work that goes into creating a continuity plan is really the work necessary to building a great, strong, resilient business. You're dead on, Matt. You're dead on. Well, Adam, is there any other advice that you would provide companies, small to medium-sized businesses, when it comes to continuity planning? I would. And and uh, two things. I kind of touched on them in our talk, right? And, and the first thing is, a bad plan is truly better than no plan at all. Okay. Even if you're like, all I have done is in my own handwriting and written it down, some thoughts on a piece of paper, that's a great starting place. And don't, don't think that to have a business continuity plan, I've got to have this fancy plan like Adam's talked about with all these stuff. Blah, 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 blah. No, even if it's just bullet points, it, it, just something, anything's better than nothing. Anything's a better starting place than nothing at all. And, and we, we've, I've said that a lot of times in leadership that a bad plan is better than an indecisive plan any day of the week. Okay. So don't be afraid to start. Also realize, and again, if you don't know where to start, take my advice from the, the top of the show, write down, what do you do? What is your day to day? What is your, what does your work week look like? Right. What are you touching? What are your key conversations? What is it that you do that keeps the lights on? Write that down and then decide if anybody could do that for you. And if not, why not? And how do you fix that gap? I think that gets you well on the road. Yes. No consultant necessary, just documentation. Exactly. Exactly. I just saved you guys probably $5,000. That's extremely accessible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you, Adam. I think this has been extremely helpful. I love our conversations, Matt. These are great. Oh, I love our conversations too. I mean, both of my parents are small business owners. Oh, awesome. 
as I'm hearing you describe this, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I need to share this episode <laughs> with them, you know? Please do. Yes. I know that small to medium-sized businesses really in that enormous spectrum that that represents can really benefit from this information. So thank you so much for sharing. It's absolutely my pleasure. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn at Chloe Gidry Reed and at Adam Moore. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, check out our previous shows, and stay tuned for next time. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us in participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground dot I-O. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.